Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the morning sports briefing. Pakistan take 29 players to England. Tight games in the NRL. UFC record. Will a different sports merge in New Zealand? Uh, and Crusaders come back from the break with a win. Yes, this is where you start the day. The best way up to date with all the sports, uh, all the important sports uh, news. It is Monday, the 22nd of June. Don't forget to like our Facebook page uh, as we've been getting around grassroots sports uh, and bringing you reports from those. Also, you can listen to us on the go um, by searching for New Zealand Sports Radio uh, on your favourite podcast listen. That'd be that iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio um, or Acast or any of the others, really. And getting straight into it then, let's start off with our football update. Uh, and as we talk... Um, over in the Belarusian Premier League, which we are sticking with because they stuck with sport during the lockdown. Um, it is nil all between Shakatur and Rua Brest. Um, currently, they are three minutes into overtime. Uh, so it's going to take, it could be a late dramatic winner there. Um, also, overnight, Belashina um, lost to Bate at um, 0 2, and Verbetsk beat Minsk. Um, one uh, nil. Uh, so yes, that's um, all been uh, uh, going off uh, over the weekend over there in the uh, Belarusian Premier League. Arshwin will be happy because his team has climbed up to third uh, in the table now, uh, Dynamo Brest, um, where as um, unfortunately you can see that myself, Hugh and Stephen are also, our teams are all struggling now in, a, in the uh, bottom half of the table. So, Stephen, I think we're looking at a bit of a turnaround from our teams, um, hopefully over the next few weeks, to climb back up that table uh, as we near the halfway point of the season. Um, over in the English uh, Premiership, uh, and at half-time, um, it is uh, Everton-Liverpool uh, drawing nil-all. Um, Newcastle beat Sheffield United 3-0, um, and Aston Villa lost away to Chelsea one, two. Um, yes, so uh, yeah, half time draw, I say, between Everton and Liverpool, uh, uh, new champions, aren't they? Um, over there, 
We're going to hand you over to Arthur now, who's going to take us through our cricket update. Good morning, Paul, and good morning to all our listeners and viewers out there. And in cricket news, as Paul mentioned, Pakistan to take 29 players to England. Excuse me, I clear my throat. <coughs> With England West Indies series about to start, Pakistan will soon make their way to England to start their quarantine period. With the departure date of 28th of June, PCB has confirmed that an extended squad of 29 players will quarantine in Derbyshire for 14 days under their COVID restrictions. 29 players have been selected to allow for anybody falling ill and having to be isolated during that period, or during the game time as well. Pakistan have no have had no cricket since March the 17th when the PSL T20 tournament was suspended due to COVID-19. So they'll be looking forward to getting into the UK, even though they'll be in their lockdown scenario, that will allow them to get some good sort of uh, net sessions under their belt and also watch a bit of the West Indies England series. Now, the COVID-19 scheduling log jam could most likely see the postponement of the 2021 Women's ODI World Cup. The competition scheduled for February to March could be shifted to allow for the rescheduling of the Men's T20 World Cup, which is very likely not going to go ahead as planned in October. It is believed that the ICC won't put major events head-to-head, won't put up major events head-to-head, which would be mean moving the Women's ODI World Cup. The women's teams, where possible, are still training and planning as though the tournament would proceed with its original date. The White Ferns are penciled into play the tournament opener on February the 6th. But a clearer picture will emerge after the next ICC board meeting, which in their last meeting they deferred the decision, which they've done for the previous meeting before that and before that and before that. They seem adverse to making a call on what they want to do. But hopefully at the next meeting we'll get a clearer picture of when all these tournaments will take place. And that, Paul, is our cricket news for today. Thank you very much, um, Ashwin. I'm going to hand you over to Stephen, who will take us through our birthdays today. Thank you, Paul, and uh, good morning to everybody for what is the start of a new week. In our birthdays today, a New Zealand-born halfback, a Kiwi international who came back to the Warriors not once, but twice. And finally, a Kiwi Rugby League international who ended up in the Scottish rugby system. And that's where we start our birthdays this morning. Gary Mercer, born this day, the 22nd of June 1966, is a New Zealand Rugby League and Rugby Union coach and former professional rugby league footballer. A New Zealand international representative player. He spent most of his career in Britain, both playing and coaching. He is a former defence coach of Glasgow Warriors and a former coach at the Scottish Rugby Union, working in the Scottish Academy. As of March 2016, he was the head coach of Bigger RFC. Never heard of that club, maybe Paul has. Minister who celebrates his 54th birthday today represented the Kiwis on 21 occasions between 87 and 93. Mercer, who has a son by the name of Zach, who plays for Bath in the Gallagher Premiership, also captain England under 20s back in 2017. Thomas Lillowai, born this day, the 
of June 1985. This is a New Zealand professional rugby league footballer who plays as a scrum half standoff or hooker for the Wigan Warriors in the Bitfred Super League and has played for New Zealand at international level. Lunawai, who turns 35 today, played for the New Zealand Warriors in the NRL in two separate spells at the Auckland Club, the London, London Broncos in the Super League, before moving to Wigan for the first of his two spells at the club. Lunawai was a member of the 2008 World Cup winning New Zealand team and has also played for the Exiles. And a man I know personally, finally, to Nuelia born at this day, the 12th of June 1971 in Auckland, is a former New Zealand-born Samoan former rugby union player. He played as a scrum half. He played in two rugby world cups for Western Samoa in the 1990s. In 1991, he was part of the Samoan squad that memorably beat Wales 16-13 at Cardiff Arms in what is still one of the biggest upsets in international rugby. I think they've got to rewrite Google because I think that when Japan had over South Africa is the biggest upset. However, he did not play any match of the tournament in the 1995 World Cup quarterfinals. He scored a try at Alice Park against the eventual winner, South Africa. His first match for Western Samoa was in the test match against Tonga at Moamua on the 4th of June, 1994. His last match for Samoa was against, the New, was against New Zealand at Napier on the 7th of June, 1996. That's birthdays for today. I'll be back with uh, all the league action from yesterday shortly. But, uh, yeah, biggest upset, Paul? Maybe not, eh? Maybe that uh, South Africa-Japan game, I think, is has superseded that game. Yes, I think so. I think that Japan game has become yeah, the biggest... Uh, yeah, I recognise it be the biggest upset ever in uh, World Cup rugby. Um, but, uh, but there you go. And we'll move on to rugby news uh, now. Uh, and uh, following on from uh, the Blues win over uh, the Chiefs, where they made history um, by winning five games um, on the trot, or five away games on the trot for the first time ever um, in their 25 year history. Uh, the Chiefs followed up that and showed that they are going to be serious contenders for um, the Aotearoa um, Super Rugby um, title. Um, by uh, beating the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes pull it back to be a draw or, or even at um, about 43 minutes. It's not 43 minutes, sorry. Um, back at 62 minutes, but uh, the Crusaders were clinical, as we know they can be, and they put the game away uh, in the, with two tries in that last 20 minutes. They started, uh, started very well with a, a try um, straight at the beginning of the game. Uh, and it looked like it was going to be uh, a much uh, more comfortable win for them uh, on the scoreboard. Uh, but, in, but I say, in the end, the Hurricanes managed to pull it back before um, Crusaders went on to win. That means that both the Hurricanes and the Chiefs now have lost both their opening games um, and question mark as to uh, how they're going to turn that around in such a short season. Do join us this evening at 8pm um, where... We'll be talking for the um, the driving mall show. Uh, we'll be talking about all the hot topics in rugby. Uh, and uh, if you want to get full breakdown of those games from yesterday, then check out the Super Rugby uh, Etera um, Round Two review that we recorded last night. Uh, you can also listen to that or as a podcast. Just search for New Zealand Sports Radio on your favourite pod catcher. 
I'm going to hand you back to Stephen now, who's going to take us through our NRL update. Yeah, thanks again, Paul. We're all catching our breath after the events of uh, the uh, weekend. And thanks for popping up uh, that table. So I'll give you an opportunity to uh, have a digest how the uh, table is looking at this time. But there were two games in the NRL yesterday, starting with uh, the uh, Manly Canberra game. Tom Trubick's troublesome hamstring has let him down again with the uh, Daily M medal leader limping from the field and Manly's gutsy 14-6 NRL win over Canberra. Troivik and Dylan Walker were two of the three Seagulls injured in the win as the fullback limped from the Campbelltown Stadium on Sunday, or well, that's yesterday on the 52nd minute. I'm just going to move forward a little bit. So it looks like the fullback could be out for about six weeks or so. So it's a huge blow. His injury headlined a hard afternoon for Manly on the injury front with Troivik having a hand in both Sea Eagles tries in the first half before going off. It came, though, in one of the gutsiest wins in Manly's history after they had just two on the bench from the fourth minute. Yes, they lost a couple of players very early. Very early. They're already without Martin Tapo and also Moses Suali or Suli and George Tofua before the match. So they lost Walker and Brad Parker to injuries in the early stages. Both of those injuries could result in these players being on the sideline for a while. Lachlan Croker also played on and impressed after a head clash, making a tackle on his own line from the next play with blood spurting from his eye socket. I don't think we'll get too much into that. After leading 12-0 at the break, they still had to fight off the Raiders in the second half with two second rows defending in the centres to finish uh, one of those. Curtis Surinam pulled off arguably the most important player of the game putting Jordan Rapana into touch, and that was a very good tackle. I saw that myself. Just did enough to put his uh, leg over the uh, touchline. Elliot Whitehead scored Canberra's first try in the 50th minute from some uh, smart hands from uh, Whiten, and the Raiders, who also had their chances throughout the uh, game as well. So that final score again, if you look at the uh, try scores, uh, Funa Trovic with the tries, Garrick, three goals, to uh, Canberra, who scored the Whitehead try, Croker goal, so 14-6, that a final score. And in the final game uh, played yesterday, in around 16 plays, chances of securing an extension at Canterbury have been dealt another blow, with the Bulldogs falling short. 20-18 to to Cronulla at Bankstown Stadium. Sharks winger Sione Katoa claimed his first career hat-trick, while Matt Moreland also came through unscathed to breathe life into the Sharks' NRL campaign. Hards, Sean Johnson and Chad Townsend also had two try assists each in yesterday's game. So uh, that uh, final score again in uh, that game, it's the uh, Sharks 20 beating uh, the uh, Bulldogs 18. Or was it the other way around? Canterbury have been dealt. Uh, yes, it's uh, Sharks 20. Uh, Bulldogs 18, I do apologise for that, as we have a quick look at the table. Even after the uh, uh, loss for the Eels on the weekend, they still lead the table. And, um, yeah, it's, it's still pretty even, Stevens, at this stage, and even down to the uh, the Warriors, despite all the issues they've had, just the two wins sitting in 13th place. That's all our league for today, Paul. 
and I'll uh, see you again tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you very much, Stephen, for bringing us up to date with all the uh, NRL news. Moving now on to netball. Um, oops, wrong one. There we go. Moving on to netball. Uh, and um, the defending champions, the Central Pulse, had a dominant victory over um, the Northern Stars, 63-39. to 39. Yes, a big win there for them. Uh, it was even uh, in the second quarter, uh, but then they pulled away um, with turnovers, um, well, forcing turnovers from the Stars um, to give them that lead. As you can see, that means now that the Central Pulse and the Northern Mystics are top of the table, both with two wins, um, the Pulse ahead on uh, percentage points. Um, and then uh, the Magic and the Men and Tactics have got one win and a loss. The Northern Stars and the Southern Steel uh, both looking for their first win. But the Stars have picked up a bonus point um, by uh, finishing in, finishing in uh, uh, having a close loss in their first game. Coming um, up to uh, night, uh, we have the one more game of round two. And this time it's the Stars have to go, uh, will be backing up against the Mainland Tactics. Mainland Tactics who picked up that win over the Southern Steel 36-43 um, last um, on um, Saturday. Um, the Stars having to play back-to-back -back games. So how will fatigue uh, be played? Will, will, how much part will that play for them? Um, currently, all the games up in Auckland at the Netball Centre there in St John's. Uh, and remember, you can buy tickets. So uh, do check out, uh, if you want to uh, get along to uh, that game uh, that uh, starts at 7pm this evening, uh, you can get your tickets. Check out the um, anzpremiership.co.nz website for that. Moving on to the UFC. And um, the uh, we had a record... Uh, over the weekend when um, Curtis Biles um, beat Alexander Volkov um, by a unanimous um, points victory, uh, improving his record to 14-2. Um, but the really big piece was the number of takedowns um, that he had in the fight, 14 um, in all, um, with the first coming in less than 10 um, seconds um, of the fight. This uh, beat the previous record of 11 um, takedowns held by Kane Valiquez, um, who recorded that back in 2012. So yes, a lot of takedowns uh, in that um, in that fight. Uh, and yes, he wanted to say a union um, points decision there. Um, over in the tennis, and Dukovic um, has started well on the second round of the uh, Adriana Tor. Uh, this is an event that he has put up uh, or put together um, to help players get back into being um, match fit uh, ahead of uh, tennis resuming. Um, so uh, uh, good to see that he's uh, been proactive uh, in getting that event going. Uh, and clearly he's starting pretty well after winning the first event um, last weekend. Um, over uh, on sort of the sports structures, uh, and uh, um, Sports New Zealand uh, is discussing with the professional franchises um, uh, across the numerous sports as to how they will be sustainable in the future. They're making it clear that whilst the money handout um, was to get teams through to the 1st of July, they're not going to be backing um, unsustainable uh, professional sport 
in the future. One of the uh, um, options that is being muted uh, is that uh, teams in the same location across different sports merge um, because um, on ticketing, um, marketing, uh, uh, gym facilities, you know, these are all uh, potentially areas where teams can uh, share these um, or, or, or find cost savings um, by uh, merging. Uh, the Phoenix uh, tried to do this down in Wellington with the Hurricanes, um, but uh, never could actually get a majority share in the Hurricanes. Um, New Zealand Rugby maintains that. Um, so uh, they decided to take a different route. But maybe now with the franchises coming up for renewal at the end of the year, uh, there will be a change in that. Uh, obviously, it's not just football um, and rugby they're looking at, but also netball. Uh, and then there's also cricket um, as well, so and and basketball. So potentially uh, there's space for that uh, over in Europe. This is something that is quite common. Um, FC Barcelona, for example, also has uh, a professional basketball team um, as well. So um, maybe that is the future for sports here um, in New Zealand. Having mega franchises, um, we'll have to see uh, how those um, discussions um, progress. Uh, Ex-New um, Zealand rugby boss Steve Chu uh, is leading a uh, industry-wide consultation uh, on the challenges facing professional sport. Um, we'll see what recommendations he comes up with for um, New um, sports in New Zealand. You have started the day the best way, up to date with all with the latest, what's well, like important <laughs> sports news. Um, have a wonderful week, everybody. Happy Monday. Uh, don't forget to join us this evening at 8pm for the Driving Mall Show, where we'll talk about all the hot topics in rugby. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.